0: Listener production. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That's Enough Already with me, Ursula Carlson, and this week my guest is Danielle Walker. She's a comic. Uh, and in this episode, we talk a lot about animals, a lot about animals. Maybe if you're vegan or whatever, sit this episode out, come back next episode. But Danielle gives us an insight into growing up in rural Australia, and I get to share my thoughts on growing up in rural Africa. Because, you know, what's more rural? You know, snakes, spiders, the whole dirt. We've got a lot of things in common. this she also has a wild, wild story about a pelican coming for some dogs. And my brand new dog, Gibraltar, who's a little fella, nearly didn't make it. Gibraltar's not real. But have a listen to this. It's hilarious. Shh, that's quite enough. Oh, just just shut your mouth. I don't oh, give a enough already. It, shush, please. Uh-huh. Yes, I can hear. Down, but please. I don't care that sing. Hello,
1: how are you? <laughs> Hello, I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you? I'm um, in Thailand at the moment, just on a holiday.
0: Oh no! Oh yeah, because you just did Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You just won heaps of awards. Like you've basically since you started doing comedy, you started doing comedy and immediately started winning heaps of fucking awards. Yeah. What's that like?
1: Um, it's nice because then when you do have a horrific month in Edinburgh, yeah, you go. Yeah. It seems like other people have said on paper. Like it's on paper that I'm good, I think. Yeah. So I can't tell myself in my head I'm that bad. Yeah. When
0: you can <laughs> go home and go look at the awards, you go, no, I'm all right.
1: Yeah. I've got yeah. one giant check in the cupboard somewhere I can pull out. That <laughs> you should make that into <laughs> a headboard. <laughs> I would if, if my partner didn't have to look at it constantly. No,
0: fucking look like at it. Decor. Look at it. Okay,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, maybe I'd look at it while I was yeah. doing stuff. So it would be okay. Really get me going.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I think it should be there as motivation for fucking everything or... <laughs> If you don't want to do shit, you go, I don't need to because fucking look at this. Yeah. You know, and then you can just point at it. Look at that. Or, you know, if, if, if your partner ever goes, you're lazy shit. Am I? Am I though? Because look at this shit.
1: Yeah, I want an open mic comedy competition. Check that out.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I've never done that. There you go. Have you? Have you fucking done that? I would give everyone a You tour. should do it. Yeah, now. Now. I'd go now. <laughs> you should do it under a fake name. I thought about going to, like, because I've, I've never really done comedy in South Africa. I did two gigs there on that three-week holiday after Edinburgh. I did two gigs in Johannesburg. That was the only two gigs I've ever done in Africa.
1: Did you go well?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's good.
0: So now that be I'm really like, yeah, but I, because I speak the language and I understand the politics, so it's fucking yeah. amazing. I had a great time. But then they must have gone, fuck, this chick just came out of left field. So I think what I should do is go there. And enter, you know, start with the the sort of, you know, the open mics and and start, you know, into like a raw quest and see how I go. Oh, yeah. And, And just, you know, imagine if I don't do well at all.
1: I mean, that's the fear, isn't it? That you are like, yo, I come over here, I've I'm graded all this stuff, and then they're like, oh, I'll keep her in the open mics.
0: Yeah, yeah, never get past a Monday night. <laughs> never, never get to host the open mic even. Just go, I can do it, and they're like, that's okay. Don't worry, Gary can do it again. If you know there's heaps, of, especially now, heaps of people getting COVID on TV shows and that, and you go, guys, I'm available. And they're like, that's all right. That's all right. We're we're gonna try something new, and then you see, it's like. The camera grip, that camera <laughs> grip girl, is in your seat, and you're like, "Hang on, well, how the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> I was available. I
1: called everyone. I even told the receptionist." Do you know? Once I was cast as a camera grip in an ad, and it's like I'm always cast in stuff as like the the gross girl or something. And then I was there, and the camera, the real camera grip, was there, and I did just look like a, a slightly better version of her. And then, but she said it to me. She's like, oh, you do look like a slightly better version.
0: Yeah, like, but did oh. you go through hair and makeup and she didn't?
1: Yeah, I did go through hair and makeup to look like the person on set who didn't have any hair or makeup done.
0: Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're like me if I put the effort in. Yeah. <laughs> What's the funniest thing that has ever happened to you on a job?
1: Oh, uh, once there was a, you know, those extras who come on ad sets? Yeah. Um, once there was an extra and his name was Daniel and I'm Danielle
0: yeah.
1: and extras, are, you know how they're usually kind of a bit crazy because they're like, this yeah. is my big no, break. Not kind of. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're really, really <laughs> fucking crazy. <Yeah. laughs> and me and the other guy were practising our lines or whatever and then the guy who was doing it with he said, Danielle, this, oh, that's your line. And then this guy Daniel popped up out of nowhere and was like, my line, my oh. line. And he was oh like, I didn't know I had a line. And oh instead of like really, he was like, you got to get me a script. And then we had to let him down and say, oh, no, my name's Danielle. And, oh, I did love that, the extra going full crazy.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't have believed you initially when you go, it's not you. He'd go, oh, it's probably a fucking spelling mistake on that script.
1: Yeah, she's trying to take yeah. it away from me.
0: Fucking woman. Bitch. Yeah. yeah, coming in, taking his job.
1: Oh, is this outside of comedy too, before comedy? Yeah,
0: whenever. Just oh, the funniest same. shit ever.
1: Oh, well, that's great because the dog boarding kennel I worked at, that was definitely the best one for all time. Once a pelican flew into the little dog area and was trying to eat all the little dogs, like get them in oh their my gullet. Oh,
0: that's amazing.
1: It was so good. And then the owner, like he came in and he was like seven foot tall and he was a horse dentist by trade and he was like trying to fight this not fight, but, like, get rid get of this pelican. Yeah. And they were having, like, a, a showdown, and the pelican was, like, getting its beak, and they got these tiny little serrated beaks as well. Yeah. And we had to get it out before it ate a chihuahua or something. Oh, and that was, like, uh, one of the greatest moments of my life.
0: Imagine you you leave your dog at this dog kennel. Like, I leave my dog at a place called Canine Heaven, which is, like, a, a spa like retreat for dogs when I go away <laughs> for like a month. But it's the worst name for a place because yeah. then people go, Where, where's Molly? And I go, she's a canine heaven. And they're like, we're so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, it's a spa. Like it's really cool. But uh yeah. worst fucking name. But I just imagine if I leave my chihuahua somewhere and then a pelican comes in just randomly and eats my dog and then I show up to pick them and they go, look, um, so – Little Gibraltar, because that's what I'll call my (laughs) chihuahua. Little Gibraltar's not here because a pelican came in and ate it. And I was like, no, you're fucking lying. I want to know where my dog is. (laughs) And unless you've got that on CCTV, I will never fucking believe that a random pelican came in and ate my dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd never thought about that. Yeah. The fact that it does sound so fake.
0: Yeah. It's like, you fucking lost my dog, bitch, or you sold it. I want my dog. Yeah. Get Gibraltar.
1: We could sell some yeah. good ones and make a really good profit probably at that yeah. place.
0: Yeah, because people wouldn't send their munter dogs. Like you probably wouldn't get a lot of half-breed fucking one-tooth wonders in there. It'll be the oh, top-shelf yeah. dogs.
1: Oh, yeah. We got some Newfoundlands. We got some, like, dogs you'd never seen before at the pet resort I worked at. Yeah. And, yeah, I, like, know every dog breed from that place. Those Basenjis. Those weird, you seen them? They're like these cat-type dogs. They don't even bark. They like sort of howl, scream, and they climb like cats. So they'd never be at the bottom of the pen. They'd be at the top on the door, sort of holding on, like seven feet above your head. Yeah, they were really weird. But dogs do die at boarding kennels just by people bringing in their old dogs. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, if you had, I don't know who the oldest person in the world is, but if they came and stayed with you for long enough, they're bound to die sooner or later. Once we had a Great Dane die, he was so old and he was so big and we had to get a forklift
0: in to get him out.
1: Well, I can tell you that your Gibraltar is being looked after because only animal freaks work at those places. Yeah.
0: No, I think, you know, because at Canine Heaven, they've got CCTV footage and you can log in and see your dog but also they post stuff on um, their Facebook page. And let me tell you, I've never seen my dog so happy. I'm going to show you a photo (laughs) of her now. It's like whenever I see her on there, I'm like, you motherfucker. And they dress them up for like stuff that you go, I I don't need to see my dog in bunny ears for Easter. This is her in her bunny costume. Are you sure that's that's not a chihuahua, surely? No, no, no. No, I don't have one of those. I've got a real fucking dog. No, I said if I her name's Molly. If I had a real if I had a Chihuahua. Sure oh, okay. If you would, had
1: a Chihuahua, it'd be called Gibraltar.
0: <laughs> no, this is this is Molly May.
1: Okay, I was like, that's a big ass chihuahua.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we <laughs> eat well in my
0: family. <laughs> is she in like a cabin type yeah. situation? Yeah. yeah. And and they get they, they have pools. There's a pool yeah. and, and and she can swim all day every day. It's on a farm.
1: Oh yes, this does sound very similar to what I had yeah. when I worked there. It was it was genuinely the dream job, and I, I would go back if it paid more than it did. God, is that
0: the only other job you, you've had as a free comedy? Oh no, I worked. That was my first job, and
1: I was there from like fourteen till uh, seven. No, fourteen till eighteen. I was there, yeah. and then I was at Sanity Music, and then I was at Telstra in the call center. And then I moved to London. I was a nanny for two years. And then I moved back and I was a receptionist at a doctor's eye surgery, which I got to see some good stuff there because I I love gross stuff. And that was good. Yeah,
0: I want to go work work with a friend, shadow work, and she's a doctor in the emergency room. I want to go work with her for a week and go, I'll be, like, an orderly. I'll be your assistant. I'll do anything. Just let me come to work with you, but you won't. I'm not yeah. – because uh, I'm not discreet at all. I will talk oh. about everything I see.
1: Oh, okay. That I mean – I won't
0: name anyone, but I will fucking talk about everything.
1: I have a family member who's a mental health nurse, and she loves to tell me about the fun stuff from the ward. And it yeah. is, it is – like, it's all fun. It is, like, obviously you just go,
0: okay – i got to make sure I take care of my
1: mental health because this is where we could go.
0: I mean, we are all, I reckon, one bad afternoon away from, you know, you combine, like, say, a bad interaction at a mall with road rage, with your neighbour parking in your driveway and, boom, you're in a ward.
1: Oh, I did have a proper mental breakdown in Edinburgh. I got angry at a crowd one day because um, they, I thought they were judging my family and I told them they weren't allowed to judge <laughs> my family. <laughs>
0: What were they judging your family for? Tell us so we can judge, I mean, hear it.
1: in, like, my show I talk about my family and I'm showing them how crazy they, like, I am showing them at their craziest. So I'm showing some stuff that happened at Christmas and I've got, like, my granddad, he, to remind himself to take his hearing aids out, he wrote AIDS on the shower door just in big capital letters. And so I show them that and then I've got this video where, my family are pulling a small boy out of a drain that they, they send a boy down into the drains to get all the cricket balls um, oh, in nice. the family street. And so I've got this video of them pulling him out. It does make them look crazy, but yeah. I was trying to show that they're not like I'm just like them. And so I was just getting angry because I felt like the crowd were judging them for being insane when all I'd showed the crowd was how insane they
0: were. But you're, you're from a small town, right? You're Like you're from out in the Wop Wops. In well, Australia, aren't you? Where do you where yeah. did you grow up?
1: Oh well, I'm from Townsville, which is it's sort of like I think oh. now about two hundred thousand. It's not that small, yeah. but um, I'm from out sort of like on the edge of it, Blue Water. Um, but my family, where I grew up, was a lot of the time with my grandparents up in Tully, which is like quite a small town, Tully in area. And yeah. my granddad was caretaker at the army camp for a long time, so it was just like rainforest up there and um, pig traps and stuff. And so that's where I spent a lot of my time growing up would be like, it was my favourite, like getting up in the morning and we'd go check all the pig traps and then reset them with bananas and then, you know, take the pigs, would kill them and then take them back. Because, you know, they're a feral animal. People, they don't like yeah. to hear about animal deaths, but sometimes you've got to be like, you know, there'll be more if you don't kill the feral pigs.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've got to cull some. It's the same in, in Africa where they go, oh, they had to cull some zebras or they had to cull some giraffes. And I think if you live in a part in the world where there is no game, there is no wildlife, they go, how can you kill a giraffe? And you're like, because they become a fucking pest if you don't. Yeah. You know, they they will eat like half a forest in two weeks if you don't, you know, they will literally kill out other animals. But people don't understand that and then they get really Do upset. Do they eat
1: giraffe over, over that way? If yeah. It's- What's
0: it like? Is it gaming? It? It's too big. Yeah, yeah. No, everything is fucking gamey, isn't it? Yeah, you, you taste something, you go, "This ain't beef." Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, this ain't McDonald's. No, no. I've, I've literally like when whenever we go back to South Africa or Botswana or Mozambique, I go, I try my best not to eat chicken, beef, or lamb, or you know, like the normal. Just eat like. Kudu and crocodile and whatever we can get there that is not on the menu anywhere else, we eat that.
1: Do you have to stew? Because crocodile is good, right? It's like chicken.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's all slow cooked, you know, a lot of spices and take your time with it. Yeah, you're not going to pan fry any of that shit.
1: No, you really gotta yes, pop that. You really gotta put your back up. into
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah You gotta nurse that puppy all <laughs> fucking day. <laughs> Which I've not eaten puppy to my knowledge. Gibraltar's farm. Oh good.
1: That's good. I I think I've eaten horse once, but that was because it was when I was living in London, they had that thing with the mints where it was like Oh yeah. Do you remember when they was like they found horse in the mints?
0: Okay, so this is my thing, my theory, right? Like when I was when I just left school and I started working at this place and um, South African Drugers Distributors, shout out, um, just around the corner there was this takeaway place that we all got burgers from and their food was fucking amazing, right? Amazing. And then about six months in of me working there and getting lunch there nearly every day, it was shut down. And we read in the paper that they were shut down because they were killing all the cats in the neighbourhood, all the stray cats, and that's what they used for mints. <laughs> now, did I eat a cat? 100% possibility, <laughs> yes. Having had lunch there for six months. I'd be willing to eat anything. Yeah. And Look, with enough tomato sauce and slow cooking, I think you can get anything down oh, your yeah. neck.
1: And what's like a, I feel, I mean, of course I feel bad for the stray cats, but yeah. at the same time, you know, if there's too many around and they're killing the local birds, it's culling. Again, I'm going to get
0: murdered online up from there. Yeah, uh, I mean, same, girl, same. Like, uh, I've literally eaten cat, I think. Okay, so this is my theory, right, and I, um, I've shared this a few times, and this is not a popular opinion at all, um, and here it goes. <laughs> So this is what I say to people because, like, the number one pollutant in New Zealand and the number two pollutant in Australia is farming, you know, because of the gases from the animals, right, Like, and and the pollution that goes into the water. So what I'm doing as a meat eater, because the methane from the animals, that's the number one pollutant. So as a meat eater, I try and eliminate some of that. So I I eat the animals, so that reduces the methane, so I am helping. Whereas if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, what you're eating is just plants, right, and vegetables. So that is the thing that gives us oxygen, that is fighting the methane, right? But you then go and rip that out and eat that. So you are part of the problem. You are the reason we are having... (laughs) A shitty environment. So you have to ask yourself, do you want to be part of the solution or part of the problem? Oh, yeah, also
1: I guess meat is sort of like a, a plug so you're not going to fart and if they're all fibre, no. they're just going to be adding even
0: more methane. Methane
1: Again, to, yeah. So it's double.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's that chickpea feel. Like they can yeah. literally fuel one of those fucking methane cars that they're working on, you know, that works just on that. They could just—you could plug a hose into a vegan's asshole and yeah. power a car for a day. Like. <laughs> have you patented that idea? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've said it enough times that enough people know. It's enough people have hated me online for it.
1: <laughs> My sister, she went through a point where she was she was vegan. Now she's veggio, but I lived with her when she was seventeen. She decided to move to Melbourne. She would post all this stuff online, like don't use plastic bags, don't use straws, don't use all this stuff. And then I'd catch her every day. We lived above a coals. She'd forget to take a grocery bag, like a, a reusable bag, down to the shops that we lived above. And every day she'd buy a 20-cent paper bag or a 20-cent plastic bag. And I'd be like, we live just, we live direct, you don't need the bag. Why are you, yeah. why, why are you acting like you're the eco-warrior here? Yeah. When?" I'm just not using the plastic bag, but I'm not making a big fuss about it. 100%
0: that fucking Instagram life where you're like, "Um, my loving husband, and then you meet them in person, you go, you two can't stand each other.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you did in lockdown? You did stay-at-home mumming?
0: Yeah, that and, um, you know, started the podcast and did heaps of filming from home from my tiny – I was renting a little two-bedroom house about the size of my lounge now. It was the smallest fucking house I've ever been in, and I just moved into it, and then we went into lockdown. So, uh, like, even today, my kids are here, but they're both in their rooms. But they shared a room right off the kitchen. So I'd say to them, okay, I have to record a TV show, and it's going to be, like, six hours. You need to choose. Are you inside or are you outside? Oh. And then one day the cat got diarrhea while I was recording a podcast with Julia Morris. And she luckily she was in the bathroom and got diarrhea and then my daughter who was 6 came out and gone with her baby brother who's 3 go cat. So she tries to tell me without making a sound that the cat had diarrhea. But now I try not to look at her cuz we're recording the video. So I'm just like <laughs> then she goes and draws me a picture. Of the cat with the exploding asshole, <laughs> And but at this stage, because the house is so small, I can smell something ain't right. So now I don't know, is it the brother or is it the cat? And then she comes in with a picture. And I just go, give me a second. And I just mute myself and I go, close is the cat still in the bathroom? Yes. I go, close the door. So she closes the door. She had the cat in the in the shower, trapped in the shower at this oh. point. I tell you what, I opened that bathroom door after that podcast and it was absolute fucking carnage. Oh. There was just shit everywhere. Everything I threw everything out in that bathroom and I bleached it and the cat stayed in the shower till I cleaned everything. Oh. Then I got in the shower with a cat and I had to watch oh. the cat and it's a long long haired cat. Oh my oh. god. It was one of the da- you know, one of those days where you go, This is a core memory for me now.
1: Yeah. That's mm. one of my friends during lockdown. Her dog rolled over in human shit at the local park, and it just oh, I rolled would just leave the through dog. it. Yeah, that's that's no. I would. I, yeah, I think I would have popped the cat outside and been like, "Come back when you're clean."
0: No, I just like oh, I don't have you anymore. I would, if if my dog or the cat, if she did that away from the house, and I I didn't have to clean it, and I would just look at that, I would. Try and get a microchip out of her (laughs) neck so people don't know it's mine. Just go, you're you're stray now. Try not to end up in a burger because I'm not fucking having your back. (laughs) That's nasty, man. And the rolling in human shit is a big fuck you to my human, you know. It's like, oh, this smells disgusting. This came out of one of you, but it's not you. And you know that. They know that because they've got a, a massive sense of smell. And then to roll in it as a big, hey, fuck you. Oh, yeah. I would just go, you're no longer my dog. Like every time your dog eats shit, which they do. Yeah. You love them less.
1: Oh, my dog Duke used to, he was the only German Shepherd I've ever seen who didn't look sad in the eyes constantly. Like I love German Shepards, they're my favourite breed, but they always like have something that looks like mopey about them. And um, Duke, he always used to smile constantly, but he all. He also ate every shit he ever took or every shit Sarge ever took. So we had a pristine yeah. yard, but his breath was, like, oh, horrific. And he would just come right up to you and breathe oh. right in your face and then turn around no. and put his bum into you because he liked that, you know, that just above the yeah. tail thing that they mm. like. My, my uncle had this dog, Wally. He was a um, bull Arab pig dog, and he we always called him off the chart because uh, they had a chart of how long dogs could live for hanging up on yeah. one of Grandad's um, fridges in his sheds. And um, Wally was like twenty three when he died. Granddad used to dig his grave when he thought Wally was about to die, and then Wally would come good all of a sudden. And then another yeah. dog, because they had twenty four dogs at one point, because Candy kept having litters of dogs, and they couldn't keep her and off. This was on a farm. Or yeah, is in South Africa. Did you grow up? You grew up in the like country area, yeah. and that means that life and death has less. Like you're not so. Hung up about it. Yeah, like I have a theory that like city people are so stressed out about death because they haven't been exposed to it enough. If I heard the phrase "pop the kettle on," it's because I knew there was a snake around. Yeah, because you'd have to throw the boiling water on the snake from a distance if Granddad wasn't going to come down.
0: Oh yeah, no, see, we just shot it. We you just shot, shot it. The shotgun. And, yeah, we just shot it. Oh, my brother and I used to catch um, the the redback spiders. Oh the, yeah, do you have them in you know, yeah in Africa? Yeah. So we would catch them and put them in little pull bottles of water and freeze them, and then when you defrost them, the spider goes again. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We did that all the time. I once yeah. caught a, um, a see-through or a nearly completely opaque scorpion. It's oh, so yeah? cool because no one else has done this kind of shit. Um, we were on the farm. Um, and it's right next to the Kruger National Park. And it was in the Tupperware container because, you know, like if you're, you have to put everything, seal everything. Yeah. Um, and then my mom's really scared of moths for some oh. reason. Like she lives in a country where literally everything can fucking kill her, but, moths. but she's scared of moths. <laughs> so um, when she took, she tried to take the bread out and she didn't have her glasses on. She could see something move and she goes, Can you take the moth out of the. And then when I looked, it was an opaque scorpion. Oh, and it was really, really poisonous. My granddad
1: used to also, like his favourite thing to do was because we had funnel-web spiders in the backyard. Oh,
0: yeah. His favourite yeah.
1: thing to do was um, like pour petrol into the holes and then light them on fire. Yeah, and so I it can would just bark it scream. out. <laughs> yeah. Or And the rat holes in the chook pen as well. There'd be rat holes in the chook pen and he'd fill those up with petrol and light it on fire because if not, they'd kill the chooks. Yeah. My granddad, he's made a concoction now I don't know what it is. You'd have I'd have to ask him, but it's like yeah. metho and all this other stuff and he's got it in a spray bottle. And he wears a headlight every night yeah. and he goes around his property spraying all the all the um geckos because there's like an invasive species of gecko that's taking oh, over yeah. the north of Australia. And his property is probably the only property in Australia in the northern part that's like almost gecko free, but he's got a yeah. like he's protecting his little bit of the world and nothing else.
0: But also, uh, uh, like, they'll probably do a study in, like, 100 years and go, it's weird that no citrus will ever grow on this land. <laughs> yeah. And it's because whatever <laughs> the fuck is in that concoction, that he's, <laughs> he's basically making the, the ground as barren. Like, oh, they yeah. can't, nothing will grow there now.
1: <laughs> well, he's got this weird thing. My granddad is, is obsessed with growing massive things Like massive, like he's got the biggest chooks I've ever seen. Like his chooks are basically the size of goats now because for for 50 years he's been crossbreeding and crossbreeding to try and get the biggest chook. But it's also the same with all of his fruits and vegetables. Like his radishes are about half a metre or more long and just the thickest radishes you've ever seen. And all of his pumpkins, all of his tomatoes, like everything is absolutely humongous. It's like, it's a fun... thing to go there because you do feel like you're in like Willy Wonka of vegetables or something and yeah. animals but and his pigs too he's got the biggest pigs you've ever seen because he's been growing them for so long crossbreeding them that when they're born they're like the size of a year old yeah. pig
0: fuck you should get a saddle on one of those things and ride
1: it i'd love to that's been my dream i genuinely. I've always. I used to do this bit about how I didn't understand why we kill the pig every Christmas when we could, like, all we want is the ham, and why yeah. couldn't we just cut off one leg and put a wheel in the side of it, and then yeah. eventually over the four years having a pig, you could ride like a motorbike. But the it used to, <laughs> it used to go really well. But as time has gone on, the the more people feel uncomfortable with animal deaths in the city, has yeah. has gotten more and more. But really they haven't stopped eating eating meat and so it's just weird.
0: No one uses normal milk anymore Yeah. in Melbourne. You know, it's like when, when people ask you what milk do you prefer, they are specifically talking about oat, rice, almond, you know, like they're not yeah. talking low-fat or full-fat. They're talking no. about what kind of fucking juice from a nut do you <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> There's no teat on a nut, but no. just, it's not milk. <laughs> All right, let me ask you this. What is the one thing about other people that shit you to absolute death?
1: Oh, I hate when people, um, or, like they say they've got a dream to do something or always want to do something and then never even try, you know? It's like, why yeah. is that your dream? Because you keep saying you want to do it and it seems like, like, you know, unless it's something that's really, Hard to do because of finances or something like, like that. Like go to the moon. Yeah, but when people are like, "Oh, my dreams to do comedy, or my dreams to be a painter, or something," you go like, "Well, that you can just. There's no barrier to entry for that. What do you just yeah. go start doing it? Why you t- Why you complaining? Just go do it.
0: In my TED talk, I talk about while you're sucking in air, you can do fucking anything. Yeah. Like I'm convinced if I if my dream was to become a brain surgeon, I could still fucking do it today. Yeah. You should just do it. Just pull your head out of your asshole and go. So do I love it.
1: that I've got real bad Dunning-Kruger about a lot of things. Like I start first sculpture I do, I'm like that is actually really good, Danielle. Yeah. And then it's not till six months later when I can actually do it somewhat good that I know how bad it was at the start. Yeah. And I think that's the greatest gift you can have is not knowing how bad you are at something.
0: Yeah, or just going, I mean, it's it's like I love painting. My house is full of my paintings and I know for a fact I'm the world's shittest painter. <laughs> Do I give a fuck? No, it's my house and it's my paintings. Come and fight me, bitch. I'm not taking any of it down. People often, I had to start signing my paintings because people thought it was my five-year-old. They go, did your son make that? I go, no, it's mine. Now I've written my name on all my paintings so they know it's mine. Have you framed the
1: paint, the drawing that your daughter did of the, the cat shitting?
0: No, it's oh. on her Instagram page, though. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. No, I keep all that, all her stuff I put on Instagram so I don't have to keep the pictures. And oh. then one day I'll just give her the login. Oh, that's and then good. And she's got all of that. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then she's not wasting your wall space, I guess, as well. Oh, yeah, no,
0: I'm not. I mean, because my art is on the wall. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> what's the one thing about you that shits you to death that you wish you could stop?
1: Oh. Well, I'm trying to stop, but I sometimes I, I've got like ADHD and so sometimes in conversation I'll like drift off and think about something else and change the subject and then I think like the other person in the conversation doesn't feel like I'm listening to them. So I'm trying to get better at that. It's a, well, I've met a friend once and we had the exact same the exact same level of it and we could I can't be friends with them because we're both just walking off in other directions constantly there's nobody you need somebody to keep you on track what about what's yours
0: uh, oh i've got i've got so many i mean there's so much of my impatience the fact that i verbalize every thought in my fucking head everything yeah. like oh, but i mean it, it's a negative for me but i've i've made an entire career out of saying everything that happens in my head out loud yeah like like even yesterday I was with the kids at the hardware store and there's a couple, um, they each have a trolley, they're getting heaps of stuff, they're obviously redoing a bedroom or something and we we're in the wardrobe section and the two trolleys are next to each other and then they're standing there so there's no way for anyone to come past. And so they both looked, turned, looked at us and just carried on. Um, and so normally you'd go, oh, you know, one of them should move a trolley so we can get past but they didn't. And then I just went, can you move your shit? And the woman kind of, but I said it so, so in such a soothing tone, like, can you move your shit? And she kind of moved the trolley and she goes, what did you say? And I went, fuck it, as I walked past. (laughs) And then her husband went, are you Ursula Carlson? And I went, yeah. And the wife goes, did you hear what she said? And he goes, that's Ursula Carlson. And she goes, did you hear what she said? And I just kept walking. And I'd love to know what their discussion was on the way home. Did you
1: used to, like, did you used to say that stuff? No. Have you always? Is it because I think, like, I feel like maybe there's a similar aesthetic between us and I feel like when I was, like, I feel like I've always been like people just don't see me when I'm walking down the street, and so like I get disrespected constantly. Like children will run in, adults will run into me, everybody will run into me yeah. on those escalators. Are you sure? That go down? I'm like five, three, five, four.
0: Yeah, I'm five two.
1: Yeah, people just. Do you find that, I, and they've just gotten to a point where you're like, no, I'm going to say all of the stuff that I wish that I would just. I want to start saying to you.
0: I used to be a massive introvert. I was really shy as a kid and as a young you know as a teenager I, I never spoke really um i I think it was always there, but then I got cancer when I was twenty and um after that, and they'd remove my kidney and my adrenal gland, which does work a lot of your hormones oh. but then, after surgery and after treatment, I was just real assertive like and I would just verbalize everything. I almost had like a a bulletproof vibe. Like I would just go, if someone got on my test, i go, can you fuck off? But I think it was a mixture of my hormones were fucking all over the place right after. Yeah. Um, and also I just felt like I just survived cancer. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I, And I would just kind of, you know, say whatever was in my head. But now I still have that. But I do positive and negative. Like I'll say to someone, if, if I see someone, I go, you look fucking great today. Like I'll just flat out tell them if I think – or if something is good, I'll say it. But also if something is bad, I immediately say it.
1: That's good. That's a good way to be.
0: Yeah. Oh sure. But but people have like I say, people have gone, I'll smash your fucking head in and I'm like, I probably won't wanna fight with you, but I'm gonna do some damage. I'm gonna I'm gonna get involved too. <laughs>